You're listening to Consider This, episode 322, for November 1st, 2021. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. This is the award-winning podcast, Consider This, where you get my conservative commentary and your feedback in a paltry 10 minutes or less. I'm Doug Payton, your host, commentator, producer, editor, and all-around nice guy. Do you want to get your voice heard here? It's easy. Just head over to considerthis.ctpodcasting.com to discover all the ways that can happen. That's CT as in cat therapy. I have not as yet unpacked all my audio equipment since my move to the gated community. So I am using a backup plan and we'll see how that goes. I wanted to get back to podcasting and this is how it sounds at the moment. So let's move on and let you know that I'm going to be talking about the Biden economy, refusing customers based on their politics, and the debt limit. Here we go. Well, it's been some time since I talked to you. Let's see what's been happening. Inflation has reared its ugly head. Now, I will say this. After the shutdowns and the lockdowns of 2020... I figured that all that pent-up demand would lead to a buying binge that would mean prices would rise, just like your Econ 101 teacher said they would. But the Biden administration hasn't been doing such a good job at trying to mitigate it. Getting stuff into our ports has apparently been such a hassle for Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg that he's been taking paternity leave since August. Ships with shipping containers of all kinds of stuff are hanging out waiting their turn to dock at ports on both coasts. This has driven inflation up more than it would have been otherwise, but I guess it doesn't matter that the price is higher if you can't buy it anyway. The hashtag Empty Shelves Joe was trending at one point, complete with pictures of said shelves. But the Washington Post dutifully attempting to cover for a Democrat, tweeted this, quote, Don't rant about short-staffed stores and supply chain woes. Try to lower expectations, close quote. Hmm. Is he were too used to being a first-world country, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain who's paying people to stay at home or whose incompetence at transportation and commerce is hitting us right in the supply chain. Just get over yourselves. Does anyone think ideas like that would have been published in the Post if Donald Trump had been elected? Hmm? Back in 2018, in episode 218, I talked about how a restaurant, the Red Hen, refused to serve Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I chided the restaurant for outright refusing to serve someone based on their political affiliation. And now I'm going to be consistent in that belief. The DeBerry Diner in DeBerry, Florida, put up a sign on its door saying, If you voted for and continue to support and stand behind the worthless, inept, corrupt administration currently inhabiting the White House that is complicit in the death of our servicemen and women in Afghanistan, please take your business elsewhere. 
God bless America, and God bless our soldiers. Close quote. This is more than what the Red Hen did. The Red Hen refused to serve a high-profile press secretary based on her politics. The DeBerry Diner told all Biden voters to stay away, though it presumably would let them self-select, rather than asking them on their way in. Either way, this is not the way to go about making your point. In fact, the DeBerry Diner had to close early on the same day it posted that sign. Not because it was ordered to, but because it had received too many orders. <laughs> See, it got so much support from the locals, plus donations from around the world for sending meals to veterans, that it ran out of food. Okay, that part of the story brought a giggle to my face. But I guess, given Biden's poll numbers, it shouldn't have surprised me. But otherwise, don't do this whole political sorting thing, okay? It's just not helpful at all. But that was funny. You may have heard, or you may not have heard, that the government is approaching the debt limit. That's basically the credit card limit that the government is allowed to borrow up to without passing a bill to raise it even further. Unlike your own credit card, where you would have to ask the bank to give you a higher limit, Congress can just ask itself, and it always grants the request. Now, each time this happens, the party in power wants it raised, and the other party wants to make them sweat about it. This is true no matter who the party in power is, whether Republican or Democrat. Neither side comes out looking any better than the other. They both just want to keep expanding those purse strings. This time, however, one side is actually looking quite a bit worse. Democrats, it seems, want to get rid of the debt limit completely or hand the authority over to someone else. Leaving aside that, once again, Democrats want to centralize authority to someone on high to merely make a pronouncement about the debt and absolve them of any responsibility, what they don't want you to know is that they could raise the debt limit tomorrow with just Democrat votes. Using what's called the reconciliation process, Democrats would only need a bare majority in both the House and Senate in order to pass a bill regarding the debt limit. But you see... That would mean they would own the increased borrowing and spending, especially since they want to borrow and spend about 80 gazillion dollars in the next 10 minutes. If spending that much makes our current inflation even worse, as it almost certainly would, then they would have to own that as well. It's not something they would enjoy having to defend right before the 2022 elections. So while it's true that neither side winds up smelling like a rose when it comes to controlling our nation's debt, one side would rather not be bothered by it anymore. I wonder what that smells like. And finally, in sports, which is not something I cover very often, my hometown boys, the Atlanta Braves, are in the World Series. Aside from the fact that their last World Series win was in 1995, and it's about time they did it again, let's not forget that fellow Georgian Stacey Abrams and others like her lobbied Major League Baseball to move the All-Star game from Atlanta to Denver and denied those businesses at and near the stadium income from that. And now we're going to get an even bigger event here in town. Yeah, 
Sometimes the best revenge is winning. So there you have it. Thanks for being patient with me and keeping me in your podcast player. I don't intend to wait that long between now and the next episode, but in the meantime, if you're still interested in letting me know what you think, write to consider this at ctpodcasting.com or visit considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. But even better than that, let someone else know about this show. If you like what you hear, or even if you don't, but you like the way it's presented, spread the word. And we can get even more people to consider this 